Yeah, so <clears throat> I missed the day of posting yesterday. That's because the enemy's been really, really attacking me heavy, heavy, heavy. So much so that it's that uh you just get to a point to where you're like you're like shell shocked. You're just like you're in this you're just in, in a frozen state where you just really don't know what to do. And that's really because, you know, when you're on this walk with the Lord, we know that we're set apart. We know that, you know, at this point in time in our lives, that the Lord is calling us forth and that, you know, we have to change our lifestyles. There's just a lot of self-analysis that we're going through, you know, uh, whereas maybe we used to be individuals that just notice all the things that were going wrong in the world and just all the injustice and evil wickedness everywhere um <clears throat> we we start to become introspective and just start looking at ourselves and and trying to correct the things that we can can correct which is our behaviors our responses our reactions and um, <clears throat> when you get to that point, you know, and you're you're drawing closer to the Lord, the enemy attacks hard, you know. But while you're studying the Bible and you're learning, you're learning how to defend yourself. You know, you're learning how to um, fight fight back to to ward off attacks from the enemy. It doesn't mean that he isn't still going to attack, but you're starting to learn how to defend yourself, you know, and then you start realizing how powerful fasting really is because we know in the Bible, Jesus said that, you know, certain type of demons only come out by fasting and prayer. And my take on that is, is probably the more powerful demons to the ancient demons, you know, these, the demons that have destroyed whole generations, not just one person's life from birth to death, but their parents and their parents and their parents and aunts and uncles and relatives. You know, that's when you get into generational curses, you know, when you're dealing with like ancient demons. And so, you know, if they if a, a fisherman has a, a sweet spot, a little pond in, in the nook of the woods that he always goes to, that he that's his, that he knows nobody goes there or maybe just one of the two people maybe know about the spot. But it's a plentiful spot where they can eat. You know, they're all, they know for sure they can always go to this one spot to, to get fish. It's kind of like the same with these demons. You know, they get comfortable. They think that they own us. You know, they, they, they're, they're claiming ownership over us because we don't know no better. We don't know that that dream catcher in the bedroom is, is given the demonic illegality for them to be in the house. We don't know that that, that necklace that you bought at the fair is a charm or a talisman or um, has some occultic connections with it. You know what I mean? So, you know, some things are just not in the Bible. You know what I mean? Some things, um, you know, or maybe they are and I just haven't found it yet. You know, because with the Bible, you know, you're always learning new stuff every day. But um, <clears throat> I just feel like a lot of stuff, too, is trial and error. A lot of stuff is just communicating with the Lord and going back to the Lord. And um, ironically, every time I do a personal episode like this while I'm driving, 
somebody's riding my bumper. It never fails. I don't even know where they come from. They just pop up and they're just riding me. So, um, anyway, uh, sorry for the distraction, but that's how the enemy works. Anytime you want to start praying for someone, you know, someone's talking to you. And that's the thing with people. Like, when you get on the phone with people and you're catching up with them or, or even somebody in your family or whatever it is, people usually vent to each other. You know what I mean? Like, we we have that that fellowship, that re- type of relationship with, with long, long-time friends or, you know, family members or whatever where we're catching up. And, and in those moments when people are, like, pouring their heart out to you, you know, even while they're talking, just start praying, praying in the background. Just start praying in your mind, you know. They're like, oh, I lost my job. Like, Lord, please help them get a job. You know, you're still listening to them or whatever because not everybody believes in Jesus. Not everybody believes in prayer. And sometimes it's hard to introduce those things to people that are so set in their ways. You know what I mean? And it's not that they don't know because I feel like if everybody truly knew what was going on, they would be more open to it, you know. And some people are open to it, but they just don't want to go to Jesus, and it's, that's a demon. Demons don't. Demons are going to do everything they can to prevent you from going to church, from reading the Bible, from listening to anything that can help you, because you are a food source for them. You know, they feed off of negativity. So, anyways, when you stop, when you stop feeding them, when you start changing your life, changing the programming that you're watching. And you start are listening to and you start begin to fill yourself with the word of the Lord and you're listening to Proverbs and Psalms because Proverbs is very beneficial to us. You know what I mean? And um, so is Psalms, but the whole Bible is, you know what I mean? But, you know, if you just want to jump into it, into the Bible and you're dreading the thou art and all that type of, you know, wording and. Because you don't want to deal with the King James Version or whatever or whatever it is. It's usually demonic what that, that's preventing you from drawing into it. And it still happens to me to this day, even though I listen to to preachers preaching and I'm folk, I'm just Jesus-oriented every day. You know, and I honestly, even though I'm Jesus-oriented, I don't always listen to the Bible every day. I mean, I do listen to the Bible as part of my morning routine when I wake up, you know. So I just... You know, play it all the way through. Start at Genesis, and then every day, you know, play it, play it while I'm getting ready for work. But yeah, I just wanted to jump on here because it's a new month, and um, I wanted to, to, you know, say a prayer for the month, bless the month, bless everybody who listens to this podcast. So uh, let me do that now. Uh, now, sorry. Dear Heavenly Father, you said when two or more gathered in your name that you are present. I just come before you with my brothers and sisters who are listening to this podcast, Lord. I don't know them, but you know them. And I just lift them up to you, Lord. And I just pray that, you know, you're overseeing their situation and everything that they're going through in their life, their spiritual condition, their physical condition, their mental condition, their financial condition. You know, everything, Lord, that they're dealing with and they're juggling in their life, Lord, their family members, their friends, their co-workers, like whatever the situation is, Lord, I just pray that you encapsulate them with your love, with the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you infuse them with the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you give them more power from heaven, Lord, that you 
draw more closer to them than they're drawing to you, Lord. And when they reach out to you in just the slightest bit, Lord, that you show up in a magnificent, powerful way, Lord, that you really prove to them that you are present, that you are paying attention to every intimate detail in their life, no matter how small it is from misplacing their car keys to, you know, trying to get a raise or move to a better location or whatever it is, Lord, whatever situation they're going going through, if they're dealing with cancer or diabetes or, you know, any type of physical ailments or sicknesses, Lord, I just ask that you remove that. You, you are God, you know, you're the creator of everything that, that we see, Lord. So we know that you have the power to change all of our circumstances and we don't listen to man for nothing, Lord. We don't care what doctors say. We don't care what anybody says, Lord. We know that you provide that change and we just help that you we just pray that you help us to live a more sinless life, a more holy and righteous lifestyle that you help to remind us to protect our eyes from what we're watching, our ears from what we're listening to, and to help keep us away from people that are not on the level that, that you're bringing us to, Lord. So we just ask that you truly intercede in our life more now than ever, Lord, since the demonic attacks are ramping up. And we just pray that you break off all generational curses that you that you break off all demonic interference and attachments and everything that's that's affecting us negatively and hindering our, our our growth and our walk with you lord we just ask that you nullify it that you bind it that you remove it from us and that you don't allow it to come back into our lives that you don't allow these demons to even go to our family members or friends or our inner circle to attack us in any type of way lord you know, we just pray for complete deliverance on every level. That's what we need from you. Please, Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And, yeah, furthermore, too, you know, um, we always um, want to put on the full armor of God. You know, and I always start with the heavenly garments, uh, the belt of truth to gird our loins with, the feet of peace equipped with the readiness, the breastplate of righteousness, um, and then I, I go into the um, the heavenly oils, the crowns, the heavenly crowns, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. Um, and then after the sword of the spirit, I do um, the cloak of zeal. And I seal it with the bond of perfectness as we put on charity. And then from there... Um, we go into the 23rd Psalm and we just ask that the Lord comfort us um, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. All right. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and Lord, I just I just pray me, for me personally, Lord, that you really do protect my my job and my job security. Lord, I need that. The enemy is attacking me every which way because I'm trying not to be a lukewarm Christian. You know, and that's what happens. You know, when, when when he calls us to do these things, sometimes we don't feel like he's really looking out for us or he's really protecting us. And uh, when it says, be ye perfect like your father in heaven is perfect. If you love me, you obey me. He's serious. But we, you know, Lord, we just ask that you really come through for us. Don't don't abandon us when we start becoming obedient. You know, we need more protection. We need more help, Lord. And I'm demanding that from you. You know, 
If you're calling us to do these things, you're calling us to be on fire for the kingdom, you're calling us to, to utilize, to redeem the time, you know what I mean? To, to make sure that we're, we're doing, we're using all of our time here to glorify you and to spread your gospel, Lord. We need your assistance. We, we need your intervention even more, you know? And, uh, I haven't been feeling it lately, Lord. I'm not going to lie. And I've been fasting every day. So yeah, I just pray for that for all of us because I'm sure there's others of us out there that are going through the same thing. Um, I just lost my nephew last month. You know, he was only 23 years old. My friend lost his mother-in-law a week before that. And, you know, we've been trying to do a deliverance on his wife because his wife was dabbling in witchcraft and became possessed. Became possessed with a demon. And so, because I've been helping him go through that, you know, her demons that we're expelling and, and delivering her from have been attacking me. And so I'm like, I'm just wondering where God is at, you know, and it's really difficult to praise and worship the Lord when all these horrible things are happening. You know, I lost my job, lost my nephew, my friend lost his mother-in-law, his wife became possessed. I mean, where are you at, Lord? You know, and so... Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened with me, you know, and, and, and uh, sometimes you get tired. Sometimes you don't want to keep fighting, especially when God's nowhere to be. God's not around to help you, you know, at least it feels that way, you know. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating because sometimes you feel alone. You don't feel like God's there, you know, and obviously, you know, complaining is is bad. Worrying is bad. And, you know, I think it was the Israelites that were with Moses, you know, they lost their blessing, right, for complaining and murmuring. So, you you know, being on this Christian walk, man, you're put in the hardest position ever, you know. And I don't blame nobody for wanting to go through, through with this. I don't think, like, me personally, when I talk to my friends that are going through similar stuff, you know, I tell them, man, Christianity is insanity, you know what I mean? Because... It's just so difficult, you know, it's so difficult. And who who wouldn't want to give up, you know? And most of the world is not even in the fight. Most of the world is just completely oblivious. They're living their life. They have all these demons around them. They don't even realize it. They, they don't even realize there's demons living inside of them. And, um, and then you got people that are genuinely, truly trying to be obedient to the Lord. They're, they're given everything they have, and then it just feels like he abandons them, you know? And what can you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I was obviously not, I did not create myself, so obviously I was created. I'm forced to exist against my will, because I obviously don't want to partake or participate in any of this. I don't care about none of it, honestly. Like, I don't. I don't care about heaven. I definitely don't want to go to hell and I definitely don't want to be here. You know what I mean? And if this is what I got to go through to get to heaven, I'd just rather opt out. You know, like that's been on my mind. Opt out. O-P-T dash O-U-T. Opt out. You know, and non-existence has been on my mind. But just the thought of non-existence means that that's not even possible. You know what I mean? Like to even think of the word non-existence, to even try to 
to dwell on that concept does not exist means that it is existing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you can't win. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you can't win. We are trapped. We are slaves no matter, no matter how you look at it. You know? And it's just like, we, we, we kind of got this illusion of free will. But the truth is, there's really only two choices. You're either making choices that'll lead you to hell or choices that'll lead you to heaven. And the choices that lead you to heaven are extremely difficult in a world rampant with evil. So, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I'm dumbfounded most of the time. Like, I'm just at a loss of words. And, uh, honestly, I try to sleep, you know. But then you got to deal with the spiritual realm as soon as you go to sleep. So really, only when I begin to fall asleep and actually enter the sleep mode, I would probably say for maybe like that first hour or two, when I'm not aware that I'm dreaming, um, that's probably the sweet spot for me, you know. I think that's what I call this episode, the sweet spot. And hopefully people don't take it the wrong, the wrong way, you know what I'm saying? But, um. You know, we are what we consume, and um, I'm tired. You know, I know in the Bible it says that the enemy will wear the saints out, and that's so true. You know, like I can't even, I just, there's just, I just can't do all the things in the day that I feel like I need to do because I have to work. And because work takes so much out of me and, and gives me so little in return. And I'm so unsuccessful in trying to find a different line of work, you know. And I've been trying for five years, so that's that's the sad thing about it, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it just feels like God is just doing what he wants to do with you when you give your life to him. And uh, it's not it's not glamorous. It's It's dirt. It's filth. It's plumbing, you know what I mean? And um, it's, it's disgusting, you know, and, and that's how I feel about it. And, uh, so yeah, I'm tired. Um, sometimes I say I want to go home, but I don't even know if I know really what that is or what that feels like. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't know, but I know this ain't it. This ain't it. Now nah, that's what I'm gonna call the episode. This ain't it. You know, just to stay away from potentially having people misinterpret that. And that's another thing. I mean, you're you're not on a narrow path. You're on a tightrope. You're on a tightrope, and um, your balance is everything. Your balance and concentration are key, and that's why we work work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's why you don't believe in the one state always save doctrine. People that promote that doctrine don't want you to be on fire for the kingdom. They have an ulterior motive. And the fact that they're even promoting that and they say that they're Christians, they have no idea what the Christian lifestyle is like. They have no idea. Oh, yeah, just believe in Jesus. You have to do absolutely nothing. Just believe in Jesus and you're saved. I wish that were true. Trust me, I want to believe in that. I believed in that doctrine my whole life. And God put me in hell. You know, he put me in hell. And that's exactly what I was thinking in hell. I'm a Christian. Why am I here? Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Thankfully, he pulled me out of hell. Gave me another chance. But 
now there's no more chances, you know? Like, once you done exhausted all your chances, second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, one billionth chance, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, the Bible says he's not going to toil with man forever, you know what I mean? That he'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. Like, if that's, if you want to live in the world, you want to live a worldly lifestyle, chase money, serve Satan, be materialistic, you know, then, yeah, that, that is the easier path, you know. People that are winning in life, you know, I don't really feel like they, they had that connection with Jesus. You know, I don't know. You know. I'm not God, so I don't know. But the reason I say that is um, I was um, finishing my sixth book. I finished it um, actually last week. And I've just been designing the, the cover, you know. And for like my first five books... I've been designing the book covers like my albums because, I, you know, I'm a recording artist, right? And on all my albums, you know, I just got in the habit of putting my face on the album, which was a bad habit. Actually, it's not even good. It probably feeds into idolatry in some type of way, you know. But um, so I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I didn't do that. But, um, you know, I wanted to put... You know, you want to put some type of imagery to the cover. You want it to be somewhat appealing to the to the viewer, the reader, you know. So while I was working on that, um, the YouTube channel was just playing uh, the, the homes, like where they do the real estate listings or whatever. And it was, it was some cool music, you know, it was like chill step type of music or whatever. And so, you know, it was kind of therapeutic just listening to that music in the background. And, um, of course, you know, like I'd look up every now and then I'm just seeing these, like one of the mansions they was, um, view, viewing was one of them was, um, Michael Jordan's, which I didn't like it at all. It actually looked pretty outdated and run down. They said he spent like 50 million on it. And then now he's only selling it for 15 million. Hold on real quick. Yeah, man, I need a new line of work, man. Nobody tips anymore, and it's disgusting because I don't care. The thing is, is that delivery drivers, period, whether they're they're bringing you food or groceries or whatever it is, you have to know as the customer, which it sucks that the way this is the way things are going, but this is what's crashing. This is what's leading into the Great Tribulation, where food prices are going to be sky high, gas is going to be sky high, and it's going to a day's wages just to get uh, some some wheat or barley or bread or whatever it is, right? It's because these greedy, slimy reptilian overlords or whatever they want to call themselves, they're. I work for free. You know what I mean? Like my the, the company I'm with now, because my the other company, I'm dealing with some bull crap with that, some false allegations. But um they start they 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 make it seem like you're an independent contractor, that you're your own boss, you know, that's the allurement, that's how they bait you in. Who doesn't want to get free? Who doesn't want to travel? But you're using your personal vehicle, right? 
So the wear and tear, the depreciation, you're already losing. So there should be a, an excellent incentive for that, right? You should be making like $20 an hour plus tips, period, at the minimum, just for that. But they, instead of doing that, they don't give you an hourly wage. You can try to schedule blocks and book blocks, but you're fighting with hundreds of thousands of other people that are trying to get those blocks too. Then when you get those blocks, you get hammered with so many orders that you can't keep up with them. You can't accept them all. So as soon as you can't accept one or two, your acceptability rate drops down. And this is all specifically designed by the, the app developers. You know what I mean? Like they create these high pressure situations. They create this panic. They create, remember these demons, they feed off of this energy. They feed off fear, panic, worry. You know what I mean? So they specifically design environments and scenarios to, to create those emotional spikes so they can feed off, so they can feed a demonic kingdom. You know what I mean? And you might not believe this, but these demons, you know, in Genesis, we already know that these fallen angels came down, had sex with women, and had offspring that were the giants, the Nephilim, right? So we know they're here. We know they're walking around in human suits. You know, they do have human prosthetic suits. You know, there's video evidence of even there was a pope and he was he pulled the mask off of his face a little bit. And once he pulled it off, you know, he was pulling on his nose and he pulled his nose. You can see he was wearing a mask. So what's underneath that? It's a reptilian creature. Right. So they know what they've been doing. They've been doing it for such a long time. Aside from human cloning and. All types of other ways, um, organic robotoids, you know what I mean? They have so many different ways. We already know that these demons, they possess stuffed animals. They, you know, possess people. They can be in statues. Like, we know that, right? There's enough evidence of that, you know? you When you looked at David Blaine and Chris Angel and somebody's levitating Shaquille O'Neal over a house and... They disappear and reappear here and there, or, you know, they're walking on water. I mean, this is demonic. These are the, these demonic creatures, these unseen creatures infiltrating the physical dimension. So, yeah, anyways, I just, I mean, for people to not understand that this stuff is going on, you're living in the dark, truly. You're really, truly living in the dark. Anyways, back to what I'm saying is the current job I'm at, $3 a delivery. It doesn't matter how far I drive. So if I got to drive, 50, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to get to you, and then 20 minutes to get back to the, to the, the location, that $3 is not $3 anymore because of gas and mileage. Right? And then if you, if you want to be highly detailed about it, the wear and tear on the vehicle, potholes, it's all contributing that. Tread off the tires, suspension, right? So I'm making less than $3 for that hour and then you don't tip. But it also puts the customer in a bad situation because tips are tips. So truly, these, these delivery companies need to be paying more, but... 
unless you have enough money to file a class action lawsuit. And even if you do, it's a one-time payment. And they're going to continue doing it. They're going to continue feeding off people and ripping off. And you're like, well, why do you do it? Again, for five years, I've been trying to find another line of work. But it's not easy. And I'm dealing with the enemy. You know, like I'm, I'm running the podcast. Nobody donates any money to this podcast over 300,000 listeners, right? It's cool. I don't even ask for it. You know what I mean? It's just like, whatever. You know, every now and then I put my little um, ad at the beginning of an episode, but I really don't try to do that because I really want to depend on the Lord. Like, I'm really putting my burdens and my weight on God as we should. And when it looks dark and it looks like there's no hope, you're expecting him to come through. Like I said, I've been doing the line of work for five years, so I've barely, barely been able to keep my head above the water. So every month, barely, barely, barely able to pay my rent, pay my car note. Insurance goes up when you're in this line of work, right? So you can't even have regular. And, and the thing is, out of all these insurance companies that you see every single day, there's really only like two companies that will insure me in this line of work. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if you know what your delivery driver goes through, but if you ain't tipping them at least seven to ten dollars, you know, just know that they're working for free for you. Completely free. So don't complain because your order wasn't directly in front of your door and it was more towards the end of your porch or something like that. I mean, people complain about this, the silliest stuff. You know, that's what I'm dealing with right now. I had a guy threaten to rape me and murder me because I delivered his food to the front door. As I deliver everybody's food to their front door, right? And because it's, it's a hustle and bustle, you're running, hopping on one foot, hopping on the next foot. You're just running. Your car's running. You, there's nowhere to park and... There's just so many things that frustrate you and aid you in this line of work. You know what I mean? And I didn't have time to multitask and try to go through my phone while I'm operating a moving vehicle at 65 miles an hour to try to look down and read a, read a paragraph that the customer wrote in the note section. Sorry, just don't want to uh, smack a little kid or an elderly lady. Don't want to hit some guy changing his tire on the side of the road. My apologies, you know. And then as soon as you arrive to the location, you're already getting more order notifications to accept the next order. If you don't accept it, you get penalized. So that's going on. So you don't have time. So you just do what you always do, which is put the food on the, on the front porch. But immediately this guy started threatening me. Next time you come here, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot you in your face and rape you in your butt. I can't wait for you to deliver my food again. I'll be waiting for you. And, and, and the delivery company doesn't do anything about it. They tell you to contact the police. You already know the police, they're not going to do nothing. You know what I mean? Police don't care unless it's like you got shot, you got stabbed, something like that happens. They don't care. They got just more. It's not that they don't care. It's just more important things going on properly. You know what I mean? Like if you're living in a populated city, they're dealing, they're dealing with real things instead of dealing with some drunk customer, customer with uh, mental issues threatening you. You know what I'm saying? So with these companies, they don't care if you've been with them for five years. They're going to take the customer's word over it. 
And that's the crap that we deal with, you know what I mean? On top of working for free. So this is the world we live in, you know what I mean? And honestly, I would love to have a normal job, but I already know I'm going to be around worldly people that have demons, and I know these problems are going to follow me forever. I'm living a cursed existence. I'm living a persecuted lifestyle. So why would I want to continue going through this crap? For you. I'm going through this crap for you, for the audience, to try to wake other people. Not because I want you to go through the crap that I'm going through, but really there is power in numbers. The more people we have praying against the enemy, we got, I mean, Jesus died for our sins. So we already know when we come together in prayer, why do you think when the whole COVID thing shut down, strip clubs are open, but churches are closed? You can't pray. You know how many people are talking about you can't pray no more? Because it's crippling the, the demons that, that are thriving in this environment. This is already a precursor to hell on earth. After the rapture, it will be hell on earth. And then it will be hell. So that's where we're at. We're already where it's about to be hell on earth. So it is pretty much hell on earth. You know, it's just at a low level. Not a low level. It's at a high, high level, but not the highest level it can be. Hold up. So, yeah, I mean, this line of work allows me to really do a lot for the kingdom because I do grassroots promotion. You know what I mean? So I usually don't touch too much on like how I do the grassroots promotion, but I'm just at a lot of different places throughout the day. So I'm able to really spread the gospel, you know, um, Aside from that, you know, I do do the clothing, like I have a clothing store, you know, and that's what I'm really trying to focus on, honestly, like, I'd like to just, I'm an author, you know, I'm a recording artist, had no success with the recording music, just because I'm pretty sure those companies don't pay you, I'm sure, unless you have the money to hire a lawyer to audit them, they're just keeping all the money, all the royalties, um, it's the same thing if you're a, a celebrity recording artist. You still have to audit the record labels. They're thieves. That's all they do. They steal. They still off, still kill and destroy. You know, they, they, you know, they give us the platform for our talent and then they keep all the money, you know. So that's why none of your artists are really doing well unless they're doing blood sacrifices for Satan. You know, Satan requires at least pretty sure at least one human sacrifice a year you know and if they want to put out an album that's probably another human sacrifice you know or put out a movie or whatever that's just usually how it works you know it's tit for tat you always have to give something up and then in the end he just takes it back from you anyway so anyway um the line of work i'm in you know helps me to really Get the word out. You know, I got the website on my bumper. I'm sure there's listeners that I probably gained because of that. Because they were in me in traffic. And they seen the bumper, the bumper sticker or whatever. They looked it up. Found the podcast. Thought it was interesting. Whatever. You know what I mean? I know I've had some followers on my social media from that. You know, just random people. But people in Columbus, Ohio. Because that's where I'm at. You know. But, um. I don't know. To get back onto the thing with the mansions or whatever. Um, so they, 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 they reviewed this one mansion. It was called The One. I think it was in L.A. It was beautiful. Man. It was beautiful. 
But one thing I noticed, there was like Buddha statues. I don't know if it was this property, but there was other properties the dude was previewing or showing. And there was just like Buddha statues there. I didn't see like anything with Jesus. You know what I mean? Ironically, I saw this dude that's like the richest dude in the world. Some Muslim dude. And he actually had like uh, the Salvo Mondo or Mondi, whatever, Leonardo da Vinci pin painting of Jesus, supposedly. And that was like, I don't know, I think it was like a quarter billion. It was like 250 million. I don't know. I can't remember. But it was expensive. And he put it on like his half a billion dollar yacht or something like that. So I don't know. But... Which is interesting, but I mean, you know, the Muslims, they, they, they believe in Jesus. They just don't believe he's the son of God. You know what I mean? And probably makes sense too, because China wanted to rewrite the Holy Quran and the Bible. I saw that like, they posted that a couple of years ago where Xi, Xi Jinping was wanting to do that. You know, that dude's evil, man. But, um, especially with all the stuff that's going on in China right now. But yeah, this world is a mess. You know what I mean? The good news is it's coming to an end for the wicked. It's coming to an end for those living in sin. You know, that's why these attacks are, are so heavy right now. You know, it's just like the last barrage of attacks before they're gone. You know, thankfully, they'll be gone forever. You know what I mean? Like, like what's going to happen next is the rapture. The tribulation where it's going to be hell on earth. The worst period in human history. But then Jesus comes back. Right? He reigns for a thousand years. And then he allows these scumbags to make one last uh, appearance before he destroys them for good. You know? So, I don't know. I don't know how bad it's going to get. You know, I think it's supposed to be pretty great during his millennial reign. So I couldn't imagine it being anywhere near as horrible as it is now or it's about to be during the Great Tribulation. So I think even when he does gather his armies at Gog and Magog to try to fight, attack Jesus while he's here on Earth. Um, maybe it's just Jesus, his thousand year reign is just more mercy for, you know, those who, which I have no reason why they wouldn't. That's the thing. I mean, why these Satanists, like these people that are living wicked lives, you see them enjoying the 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 the, the good things in life. They like, you know, they somebody they got pets and animals. They got grass, and they're enjoying the sunshine, the water. You know, they got these luxury mansions and. Obviously, they're enjoying their lifestyle, you know, and I feel like a lot of those those individuals that own these huge mansions and have these great jobs, I do think those are fallen angels or the seeds, the, the children, you know, the offspring of the fallen angels, you know, because I know um, when they were pleading with Enoch, you know, after they came down here and sinned, they were pleading for Enoch to go. They felt regret, remorse. To go talk to God and he rejected the petition, you know. And they were concerned about their offspring, you know. And God was like, nah, you know. No no forgiveness or redemption for any of y'all, you know. So, that's probably why they're so mad and jealous, you know. 
And rightfully so. I mean, you they had the knowledge. They was in heaven. They knew more than we knew. You know? So, they're like I tell my friend, like, man, I, it, a lot of pastors and preachers are going to be on the, the, in the worst levels of hell because they knew better and they still, you know, had that 401 or 501c, whatever it is, to where they received the money. You know, it's not like a nonprofit organization or whatever. I don't even know how all that works, honestly. But I know there's a difference where, you know, it's a for profit or nonprofit. And if they're accepting money or, you know, payouts, but they can't preach certain things, you know, like they can't preach in type topics, they can't preach about the pre tribulation rapture, they can't preach about deliverance or repentance, you know what I mean? So, and I think if, if they're doing that with the, with these churches, imagine all of the, the things they took out of the Bible that were really supposed to help us to be victorious here, you know? I mean, there is a time where they were burning witches at the stake, so we knew there was more knowledge back then about, you know, what the, the Satanists were doing, you know? But um, anyway, I'm, I'm going to jump off here because I'm just rambling. I just wanted to touch base because, you know, I wasn't on here. But, yeah, I mean, for anybody who's out there that does have money, that does want to change their life around, I highly suggest that you start studying deliverance ministry and spiritual warfare and start putting that on clothing you can open up a shopify account attach print the fool to it and you know run marketing campaigns through facebook pexels google ads yada yada and really get that out there because it's only going to help us in the long run you know what i'm saying the the for those of you who are not living a holy and righteous lifestyle or at least attempting to try to and really dig into it every day. It's percentages, right? God knows what percent of your day you're focused on what. You know? And this world needs healing. Souls need healing. People need to be... They need knowledge. They need to be able to defend themselves against these enemies that, that we're up against. I just heard on the news today that TikTok is... You know, I know it's owned by a China company. I already know that because... They're always threatening me when I post Christian content, you know. So that's obvious because they hate Christians, idiots. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> but um, but not only that, but they said it could be used as uh, uh, for war because they're tracking location. They're just they're just gathering all this data on Americas, and they already said that they got Chinese police stations in Kentucky, you know. So. All the stuff that I'm posting on this channel, you know what I mean? It's it's all lining up. Hold on real quick. You know, man, I just... I pray so much all day long. And it's so frustrating that I just don't get an answer to it. You know what I mean? I'm praying for two weeks to get my job back. I've been ignored. Completely ignored because... Guess who bought out that company? China. You know, are you sure, are you sure your job, at, your company hasn't been bought out by China? You know what I mean? So, and then I'm praying for the rapture. 
But then I don't want to be selfish because I don't want people to get left behind. So then I just pray that I can go. You know what I mean? I'm just going to say it that way so it doesn't seem negative. But you just get tired of the unfairness. You know what I mean? I'm always praying for I walk up to someone's door like, man, please, I hope they're tipping. I got a penny tip, which is, I don't know what's worse, a no tip or a penny. It's, it's still disrespectful. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, man. I'm like, I'm applying, I'm sending resumes. It just takes so much time going through the job process. They want to send you a 500 question assessment sheet and personality assessment and background checks and credit checks. It's just retarded. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't even use that word, but it's just, it's just too much, man. It's just too much. Like, obviously we need finances to get by in the world. Like we, we need that. God is rich, right? But I don't know, man. I don't know. I just get tired. I just I'm so tired of this. I don't this is like what's his problem? Like what is God's problem? Why is he doing all this? Why is he allowing all this crap? It's just it's just too much to deal with. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't it's just I you know, I just I try to be transparent with my walk with the Lord because a lot of times, to be honest with you, I do feel like I'm faking the funk. You know, like I just wrote six books in two years, six books in two years. You know, I'm trying to do the clothing unsuccessful, music unsuccessful, books unsuccessful. Social media. Yeah, I mean, I'm reaching people. But all this time, you know, and I know the Bible, like, yeah, you're building up your treasures in heaven. It's just like, honestly, can I... <laughs> Can I get an advancement? You know what I'm saying? Like, I need something now or I'm about to be homeless. You know, so just the threat of being homeless and unemployed, like dealing with that every day is beyond nerve wracking, you know. And I'm, you know, I already don't have the luxuries a lot of people have as far as modern amenities in my abode. You know what I mean? So I do without already. You know what I mean? Don't have a, a stove or an oven, you know what I mean? So I'm always eating out. Um, don't have a dryer, got a washer, peanut butter, no jelly, you know what I mean? So it's just like, ah, oh man, I try, I try so hard to, to, I get, man, I don't know. I'm just, non existence, you know? <laughs> I'm back at that, non existence. Gosh, it's just, and, and you know, it's not even non-existence. It's just peace. It's just rest. It's just security. Security, just being secure and knowing that I don't have to worry about these things, you know? And, you know, we're supposed to be like that as Christians anyways, right? But it's it's just a different, it's just different when you actually don't have those things. And then you really got to fake the funk. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't have job security. Really don't have security having a place to live. 
don't really have that security. But I gotta fake it. You know, I gotta fake it till I make it, I guess, right? We're just waiting on God to bless me. Waiting on God to do something. Waiting on God to do something. Meanwhile, I'm not giving up on him. I'm still doing what he wants me to do. But he's still not blessing me. Oh, you know what? This is probably a complaint. And we already know what happened. You complain, no blessing. You complain, you lose your blessing. So, yeah. The life of a Christian, right? But, yeah, it is what it is. Um, maybe I'll put my cash app tag in here if someone can bless me. If you feel led to do so. Because who knows? I know that I know they accept money on this platform, but they're probably stealing it. How do we know? You know what I mean? Like they, they try to give you these options, right? Where yeah, you could we'll let people donate money to you on this platform, but you never receive it. I think out of three hundred thousand I think I'm at like three hundred and twenty five thousand now, you know. It's growing. Um, $3.21 is what's in my account. $3.21 in my account. Now, when they first started this platform, which I think the guy that started Anchor is a Satanist. I think his dog's name is Satan, to be honest with you. I forget the dude's name. He's like some Middle Eastern dude or something. Or maybe I'm getting that confused with some other dude. I don't know. But I know... I'm pretty sure the dude that owns um, Anchor is of some type of ethnicity, you know, Middle Eastern or European or something like that. Anywho, it is what it is. So, Lord, please forgive me for complaining. And let your will, excuse me, let your will be done. Yeah. All right. Peace.